found chop the original guillotine league podcast everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com now your hosts paul chargian and brian johnson welcome to the chop podcast i'm paul chargian flying solo today if you are listening to the chop podcast you are still alive probably I'm guessing most of you that are listening are still alive. That means you're one of the final six. And really, considering we started with 17, it's pretty darn good already. You know, when the end comes, and for five out of six of you, the end will come, it's going to hurt, and maybe even a little bit more because you made it this far. But really, in many ways, this season's already a win for you, and I hope you've had a great time playing through Week 12. The waiver wire, of course, is the magic of the guillotine league, as I say every week. And every Tuesday, we're here to give you guidance on how to strategize your bidding. And that's the that's a lot of what we focus on here. We give strategy three different ways, some broad strategies that we think will help you, and then some player-specific recommendations. And then I've got, um, even here with, with the awesome rosters we've got, there are some free agents that we need to talk about picking up. And um, there are some guys out here that um, are available that you'll want to go get that are more like the standard free agents you'd see in a, in a regular league. So we'll talk about all of that coming up. If you are enjoying the CHOP podcast, thank you for taking a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Very much appreciate that. So let's start here. First, um, a reminder on guillotineleagues.com, which I know many of you are playing at guillotineleagues.com, and thank you, by the way. Uh, transactions end after week 13. So we only have two weeks of bidding left. So you, you, right now you're probably at, oh, you're, 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 you're low on money and you don't need to save it for much longer. So you're going to want to be aggressive and really just figure out the last handful of moves that you need to make. And as a reminder, once transactions get locked down in week 14 forward, all transactions are locked down. So you want to be sure you roll into week 14 with a backup quarterback and a backup tight end in case anything happens to your starter. And also, be really thoughtful about looking at that schedule as well. If you've got a good quarterback and a good tight end, but they've got a potential knockout candidate on the schedule the rest of the way, or a couple of them, try to marry that player with somebody who you feel comfortable starting in those weeks. Also, another note before we get really rolling here, there's a sneaky bye week left next week. Carolina and Tampa on bye next week. So be thoughtful about that as you as you place your bids this week. Bucks and Panthers still have a bye left. You're, they're not going to be able to help you next week, even though everybody's playing this week. So, uh, and one of the other things that I've mentioned in many shows in passing I am not bidding big money on anybody who can't start every game the rest of the way. Injured players. We're going to talk about a couple of them uh, coming up here in a minute. Players who've got the bye weeks left. I'm I just, I'm just. not putting big money. It doesn't mean I won't go get those guys at the right price, but I'm not putting big money on any of those. And um, I know you already know this at this stage as we're, as we're here into week 12. But... You need to be really thoughtful about what your position with your fab is relative to all the other teams. That's um, that's certainly a big a big consideration here is how much everybody else has left, and that should really be driving a lot of your decision making on your bidding, even more so than 
the value of the player. It's just whether, you know, what is your chance of getting him against the other handful of people that have any money left in your guillotine league? So, okay, all of that said, let's get into the top 10 most chopped players. I'm going to continue to give you monetary recommendations, but you just, you, at this stage, you need to be really just thoughtful more so about how much money is still left in the pool and how much money you really need to spend relative in, in your league. There's a big variation of money left in a lot of leagues. Almost ever, nobody has any money left. In other leagues, people still have, many owners still have many hundreds of dollars. So just be thoughtful about that. Um, I'll be generalizing my recommendations. So the gen, 10 most chopped players begin with Atlanta wide receiver Julio Jones. Came up lame with the hamstring injury again, and we've been down this path before with Julio. I don't believe there's any real chance that he plays this week. I think the week after that is in doubt. Uh, Hamstring injuries most generally take two, three, four weeks to fully heal, and every time they've tried to rush back Julio Jones, it hasn't worked out, so you can safely assume he will not play this week, and Julio Jones may not play the following week. After that, He goes at Chargers for a medium matchup, and then after that at Tampa, which is generally tougher matchup. So it's I don't like where he is right now with the hamstring injury. I couldn't necessarily rely on him. I think at this point, if you if you place a bit on Julio Jones, you're really thinking about weeks 14, 15, 16 in that area for Julio Jones. I'm only recommending a $20 bid on Julio Jones. The second most chopped player this week was also with Atlanta, and that's running back Todd Gurley. His yards per carry over the last five games have been truly dreadful. Listen to this. This is yards per carry over five games. 3.3, 2.8, 2.6, 2.7, and 2.4. That's so bad. Unbelievable. Totally touchdown dependent, and touchdown dependency will get you chopped for sure. Because if he doesn't get the touchdown, you get what Gurley gave you last week, which is nothing. And you can't have that on your roster any longer. So for Gurley, upcoming schedule, Las Vegas, neutral. Then the Saints, very hard. Chargers, easy. And then the Bucks, brutally hard. I don't want Todd Gurley. Straight out, I'm recommending no bid on Todd Gurley. He will kill you in two out of the next four games. Totally unstartable. Let somebody else uh, play with fire with Todd Gurley. Next, the third most chopped player this week, Pittsburgh wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. He injured himself seemingly stepping on a penalty flag. That is a new one to me. He'll, uh, He'll need to recover in time for Thursday's game, and that might not be enough time for him to go on the foot injury. They, it's a tough matchup with Baltimore as well. And Baltimore's got one of the best slot cornerbacks, Marlon Humphrey. So I, I don't think there's a scenario where you're going to want to start him on Thanksgiving. So you're going to be thinking longer term. And he does have positive games coming up after this Thursday game with Baltimore. Presumably, the 10 days off that he would get will get him right for Washington. That is a medium matchup against slot cornerback Jimmy Moreland. Then at Buffalo, that's a positive matchup. In the slot and at Cincinnati's very positive matchup. So he's he's certainly startable in two out of the next four games and maybe three out of the next four games, assuming the injury comes around. 
I'm still not bidding a ton of money on Juju, even though he'd been pretty reliable prior to last week. I've got a $30 bid recommendation on him and a must-have price of 40 Our fourth most chopped player, another Falcon, Hayden Hurst. Who knew so many people were relying on Hayden Hurst? Zero catches on two targets against the Saints. Prior to that, though, in the three games before, he had at least five catches and 50 yards. So he had been productive before that. Matt Ryan had a bad game. And Matt's had a couple of these this year where he looks really frazzled, spraying balls around the field. It, it When he's... We haven't seen this from Matt Ryan before. There's a side of him when there's downside in him that we just haven't seen. The upcoming schedule for uh, Hayden Hurst is largely neutral. Las Vegas, New Orleans, the Chargers, and Tampa. I've only got a $10 bid on him. I know many of you are, are tight end depleted. And I do like Hurst as your second tight end. We were talking about the necessity to have a backup tight end in case your starter goes down. I like him there. And if you want to be a little bit more aggressive to just have a capable tight end as your backup... I'm cool with that. Um, recommended price here is in the $10 to $20 range. The fifth most cut player, Saints running back Alvin Kamara. And boy, this is going to be a head scratcher for you guys. I'll try to walk you through it. Danger signs abound. Number one, untargeted by Taysom Hill last week after having caught passes in 54 straight games. Untargeted by Taysom Hill. It probably changes. I think Hill will likely end up targeting Kamara a fair amount at some point here, but Taysom Hill drove the ball downfield on average of 10 yards per completion, and that's way more than Drew Brees. And so some of this may have just been Drew Brees dumping off the ball, and that was a lot of what was feeding Alvin Kamara all those targets. My second concern is this foot injury that's clearly affecting him. You know, his cutting is so important. And uh, footwork for him, I think, is is really at a premium. And any kind of foot ankle injury could be a real problem for him. And then the third thing, he only played 48% of the snaps last week, less than Latavius Murray. That never happens under normal circumstances. And I think it means the coaches know the foot's not right and he's not as effective. There's a possibility that Kamara continues to get less work and or... Maybe even they just rest him for some series of games, game, game, couple of games to get him right. So there is some real risk with Alvin Kamara that we didn't, hadn't seen at any other point. Normally, we would have been just saying, well, all in, go all in on Alvin Kamara. But I think you need to be more cautious than that. The upcoming schedule, by the way, is easy against Denver this week. Then tough matchups with an, a surprisingly good Atlanta run defense and a very good Eagles run defense. So I've got a recommended price of $150, a must-have price of $300 on Alvin Kamara. I understand that he's a huge brand name, but I just hope you understand there's some risks here, and I don't know that I'd go all in here next week which will be the final week for many of you on the waiver wire, that might be the all-in week for another running back, and it might be Alvin Kamara. You might have another shot at Alvin Kamara then. The sixth most chopped player this past week, Arizona wide receiver DeAndre Chopkins. He's Pro Football Focus's fourth highest-graded wide receiver, and he's behind only A.J. Brown in broken tackles by wide receiver. But Chopkins... 
has posted four dud games this year. Four. And this is not the first time we've talked about him. We talked about him two weeks ago in this same bit. Still, the upside is very high here. And I think you can go all in on Hopkins, assuming you're set everywhere else. And at this stage, mostly teams are. I wouldn't blame you for going all in on Hopkins. He's such a big talent. The only real worry that I've got is if Kyler Murray's shoulder is a bigger factor than maybe we realize. And the shoulder injury is, he is, something's not right with that shoulder. The hope is that it's not going to be debilitating in any way. The seventh most chop player, Tampa Bay tight end Rob Gronkowski. You know, suffering mostly because there's just so many mouths to feed, including at tight end where Gronkowski has to contend with Cameron Braid, who's been a nuisance siphoning off targets, and Antonio Brown is now getting a ton of action, a ton of looks. The schedule is favorable against Kansas City this week, but as I mentioned, Tampa Bay still got a bye left. Then they go bye, then they go Minnesota for a neutral matchup and Atlanta for a neutral matchup. I'm only recommending a bid of $20 on Rob Gronkowski, and only if you're going to start him in Kansas City this week. Kansas City has struggled against tight ends, including allowing two yards and, or sorry, 100 yards and two scores to the position just last week. So if you're going to start Gronkowski this week, go ahead and put in your bid on him. I, again, I say 20 bucks should be enough to get Rob Gronkowski. Um, but just know you've got a bye week looming. And if you're not going to start Gronkowski this week, then there's no point in picking him up now because he's got the bye week coming. Next, the eighth most chopped player. Cincinnati wide receiver T. Higgins. There's no Joe Burrow anymore, and that largely daggers T. Higgins for me. Ralph Ryan Finley is not completely inept, but it is a major step down. The upcoming schedule for Higgins is not favorable. So he's got the Giants coming up this week, and he'll get shadowed by James Bradbury. Then he goes to Miami, where they've got the two good outside corners, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Then he's got a very positive matchup with Dallas and then a negative matchup with Pittsburgh. So three out of the next four, I don't like T. Higgins much in. And the Finley factor, I I almost said no bid on Higgins, but he's such a good talent. And I do think that I do think that Finley will do enough to get Higgins at least something. So I could see rostering him if you want to. I think you only have to spend ten to twenty dollars to get T. Higgins. The ninth most chopped player is Tampa Bay running back Ronald Jones. This guy is a season ender. You will never know when Jones is sitting in a big game like he was two weeks ago or a terrible game like Monday night because Bruce Arians is inscrutable with his running back usage. And the schedule predominantly not favorable for Jones. Kansas City this week, then a bye week, then Minnesota and Atlanta. Minnesota and Atlanta are sneaky good run defenses. I don't want Ronald Jones at any price. The 10th and final most chopped player, Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray. Coming off his first meh game of the year, the shoulder injury is an ongoing concern here. I Will Cliff Kingsbury dial back his running because of the shoulder? That's a real possibility. And what has made Kyler special have been a lot of those designed runs. He's also scrambled for a lot of good plays as well. You know, if... If you're set everywhere except quarterback, and I know most of us now are already set at quarterback, but if for some reason you need quarterback help, Murray's pretty special. And I could see going all in on Murray if quarterback is the only spot you've got left. 
Now, if not, then I think the right bid is probably around 50 bucks for Kyler Murray. We'll assume the shoulder's going to be okay. We'll assume he's going to predominantly keep running the rest of the year. Still, it's a... It's this is one that that you're there is some danger with Kyler Murray. And again, the only people to whom I'd recommend going all in is is the unique situation in which you're really set everywhere else except the quarterback position. For everybody else, let's bid closer to fifty dollars on Kyler Murray. The schedule is a bit of a concern as well. So let's talk that through for a minute on Kyler Murray. He's at Patriots, which isn't the death knell of quarterbacks like it used to be. Then he's got the Rams. That might be the toughest defense to throw on in the NFL. Then he's got the Giants, which sounds easy, but the Giants' pass defense has improved a ton. And then he's got the Eagles. That's a predominantly easier matchup as well. So um, th- two out of the, three out of the next four are kind of dicey for Kyler Murray as well. So I want you to be aware of that. All right, let's turn our attention to some of the standard waiver wire guys. These are the same kind of guys you'd be bidding on in your regular fantasy league. And I want to begin with Taysom Hill, only owned in 14% of guillotine leagues, which really surprised me. I thought the ownership number would be a lot higher, um, even though you can't start him at tight end. But the two rushing touchdowns, certainly eye-popping last week. And, you know, I know there were some, a lot of leagues where owners just didn't feel any necessity to pick him up. But here's the thing. In sneaky fashion, they might put Drew Brees on the long road to recovery if Taysom Hill continues to play well, and he played well last week. You know, they can rush back a guy on rib injuries. They can shoot up Drew Brees, give him painkillers. Or they can take a slow approach and just say, you know what, we're going to make sure you're 100% so we bring you back healthy for the playoffs, Drew, or something like that. There's a scenario here where Taysom Hill's the starter, I think, a lot longer than people realize. I would put, I'd put some money on Taysom Hill. Rushing quarterbacks are always worth a lot in fantasy. I think an, a safe bid on Taysom Hill is in the $30 range. You shouldn't have to go that much more because most teams already have good quarterbacks. I want to talk about several running backs I think you should bid upon as well. In Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are not expected to play this week, and I think that's going to get you J.K. Dobbins on the cheap. Dobbins finally got the lion's share of the work last week, and he looked really good. But then he gets the COVID designation, and it's, and it's not a contact deal. He's got COVID. So he's going to miss one game and maybe two, but you could really stash Dobbins because I loved what we saw when he got most of the work last week. And if they go right back to him when he gets through COVID, well, then you've potentially got a really special player. So it's a bit of a luxury play, but I think you can bid 10 bucks or so on J.K. Dobbins and go get him, stash him, and let's see how this thing plays out later into December. If you need a running back this coming week, Gus Edwards is probably going to get almost all the work for Buffalo. Dobbins and Ingram out, as I mentioned. Then he's got to go to Pittsburgh, which is tough. Now, and I'm not going to love him as much in this matchup, and I think he'll probably be like running back. I'm guessing that I'll have him ranked around running back 15 for Gus Edwards this week. But if Dobbins and Edwards miss another week, Dallas on the schedule for Baltimore and Gus Edwards getting all the work against Dallas, he could be a top five running back that week. So let's throw a few bucks at, at Gus Edwards, particularly if you if you want to start him this week. And if you're with me, the Dobbins and Ingram may not be back in two games. That might be the play right there. Then the other running back I think you want to throw a little money on potentially 
particularly if you're the Alvin Kamara owner, for the reasons I already discussed, let's go get Latavius Murray. If this foot injury is worse than people realize, Murray may be getting a lot of work, and as I mentioned, they may just choose to rest Kamara at some point, and you'd want to have Latavius Murray. You can just throw probably a buck or two on Latavius Murray to go get him. The last guy I want to mention among the standard waiver wire free agents is Jordan Akins. If you need a tight end play this week, I like his matchup on Thursday. He's finally healthy. He is the Houston tight end that started the season well and then uh, got injured and um, we didn't see him for like a month and then his return seemed a little bit slow. But now Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills are got knocked out of last week's game and we saw Aikens get a big uptick in usage. He is, the, he is an athletic pass-catching tight end and he's got a very favorable matchup with Detroit on Thanksgiving. So that would be your one-week play. You should only have to put a buck or two on Jordan Aikens to get him. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, it's, a, you know, it's a shorter version because it's just me doing all the talking. Uh, hoping we can work out uh, Brian Johnson next week, and that, that would be great. And it, again, thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing Chop the Guillotine League podcast. We'll change gears in future shows as we'll stop worrying about the waiver wire so much, um, and we'll start looking at some of the potential trap games you need to avoid, the trap matchups you need to avoid down the stretch to make sure that you survive the playoffs. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week for more of the Chop Guillotine League podcast.